to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. And we have a great show for you today. I've got a Q&A from a, a, an Aussie theatre legend, a man who started mm. not one, but two theatre companies, which just is amazing just to do one, let alone two, and they're still going. They're still going. Also, uh, another Netflix show that I'm watching and um, raving about. Plus, I'm back into my play. We've got news on COVID Australia. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So lots more. So make sure you like and subscribe on your favourite po- favorite podcast platform. It's going to be a long like one if I can't talk properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitters. We put the tweets Everything. out. Everything, because I work so hard for this show. So listen up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so first of all, right, I had this opportunity to, thanks to the Hub Studio here in Sydney, to uh, tune in with uh, 50 other up-and-coming actors mm. and listen to the wonderful John Bell, who is a master of the art of theatre. All up, according to him, he has a total of 12 minutes. As of, in like Bell Shakespeare? Yes, as John in Bell? the Bell. The Bell oh, the Bell yeah. put the Bell in Bell Shakespeare. An amazing classic actor. And I think, as he said, uh, very much for the theatre because mm. it, a total of 12 minutes is his career for television and film. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Not happy with everyone doing less is more, less is more to the point where they're just sort of kind of mumbling and you can barely see the lips move is uh, his summary. But, uh, hey, um, I've seen him <laughs> on stage. I think last time I saw him was Diplomacy, which is a great play. Look, the, the, the man is the art artist when it comes to Shakespeare, hence the last... Um, theatre company set up was Bell Shakespeare, which yeah, is right. which is here in Sydney, and Love they have it. lots of programs. I didn't realise they even do programs for kids, and it's all about bringing Shakespeare to children. So the first thing you do, oh, yeah. insults. Oh, There's lovely. so many insults in Shakespeare. Well, like bite your thumb. Yeah, yeah. So they <clears throat> teach teach the kids about the insults, and they all throw insults around, and they're more in, already engaged, okay, mm. uh, in a fun way, and then they sort of add layers to that. So I didn't realise. Anyway, I do a lot and they've got, um, they've got a great great theatre company. Uh, I went to see, the last thing I saw was Hamlet actually, which, which I was absolutely yeah, raving about. Yeah, you told about. me. You, yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, it was amazing. And then who'd have known? Who'd have known? Who'd have thought it? COVID. Two weeks later, boom, everything is dun, closed. Dun, dun. He COVID. mentioned that uh, there's a theatre in Germany, he said it was like one third full and moving forward with performances. The economics oh, okay. obviously of a half empty theatre is going to be something we need to come to terms with. I mean, it's hard sure. enough as it is for indie theatre to make a buck at the end of the day. Yeah, with COVID on top of that. Yeah, I don't know how it works in the States or other countries, but we do have in independent theatre a large amount that do this um, profit share situation. So Mm. sign up, put the work in for the months of prep, rehearsals, and then, you know, you're on for however many weeks and maybe you'll get a buck after costs split between everyone. And that kind of get look, it gets everyone up and yep. treading the boards. But you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, plan your, your 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 bank account around it. No, like I was meant, uh, yeah, you know, I was meant to get a bit of three weeks in spring profit uh, if there was a profit, and there wasn't profit. You know, it's very expensive to rent out the state theatre. Yes, that was a big brave <laughs> call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the only theatre that said yes, apparently. Really? Apparently. Really interesting about the economics, particularly because a large proportion of the audience are towards the elderly, you know, when it comes to the Shakespeare, just the way it is at the moment in Sydney. Well, they were there. And they're going to not want to be going out for a while and sitting in so large groups yeah. together for a long time. Here's what I think, right? 
Because I see a lot of old people still out. I feel like old people are like, nah, I'll be fine. And they like go out or they mm, if they had the choice, mm, they'd mm. go out. But they're like, mm, you know, I've been told not to. They don't right. read. Like, I feel like My old people like are like, that. I won't get it. I'm I know, fine. I know. You know. There's a bit of that. And I think I think it's supported by the fact that we're, we have successfully flattened the curve. And I think that mm. gives them more power to say, oh, well, we're less likely. And we're also loosening restrictions state by state here in Australia. So Except today, did you hear? Well, no, what happened today? Waverley College and Mariah College both shut down today because wow. a student within 72 hours of reopening, mm-hmm. or what, I think it was something about 72 hours, they, they, once students went back, like today there right. was a case at Waverley, one case, okay. tested positive, one student, and within a couple hours... Shut the whole school down. Mar- shut the whole school down, but Mar- then a Mariah student got one. Right. Got well, the way, the way they're handling it now, they're sort of relaxing restrictions across the board, uh, like across the st- like the federal government are relaxing some restrictions. The states are applying those relax- relaxed rules, you know, mm. at their discretion. Mm. But then they're fighting it sort of locally. So if something happens, then they'll do lots of testing in a particular area yes. and shut school down, whatever, and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's it's the community community transmissions that have been reduced, which is great. I'm not going to turn this into a podcast about the pandemic, but <laughs> but what I'm, my point is, it's insert it's, pandemic <laughs> segment, insert pandemic segment that could go on forever. Ding, but we're obviously ding, it's ding. flatter, it's better, <laughs> and we're happier in Australia. That's for sure. And oh boy, I'm lucky I'm here and not not some other countries. Uh, but basically, what that means is pubs and clubs are starting to open, restaurants, cafes. It's it feels like normal, like when you're walking around outside. Having said that, when yeah. it comes to being able to put on the theatre production, that's going to be a while. That's going to uh, be this industry is going to still take a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. end of the year at least when it comes to theatre. But you know, we're all guessing. We're all just guessing. That, that's yeah. if we think it, nothing else is going to happen. No second wave, etc. Speaking of theatre, um, I'm in Spring Awakening, which is a musical. Um, and I have been rehearsing through Zoom, but by next week they're thinking we should be back in rehearsal um, back in the rooms room. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And rehearsing, so that's pretty good. That's okay. good news. Um, it's weird over Zoom because you get those laggy, delayed lines yeah. when it's meant to be an intense scene. I think Skype is better for sound apparently than Zoom. See, the funny thing is, like, everyone's like, "Oh, Zoom, go to Zoom." It's like Zoom's now boosted. Yes, but it's been around for ages. I've been seeing some um, ads for Microsoft Teams. People now. say that's better too. Bit late, but yeah, they're starting to advertise now at the end of the. There was I watched a Facebook video of a comedian telling her past self about the pandemic. Okay. And it's funny. So it's a weird thing. And she was like, "You want to? You'll you'll want to? You know, bring out all your investments. Just bring it, bring it all out, and in, all, invest in Zoom." And she's like, "The the the meeting web webcam chat things. Yeah, invested all in Zoom. Put it in Zoom. It's very funny. Um, and it's it's weird trying to describe it because it was it was quite sudden. Like it was obviously progressive since like what December in yeah. Wuhan I think we heard about it in this then, town we've never heard of in China in December. <laughs> this town we never heard and of. And we're like, oh, that's that's bad for them. Yeah, for sorry. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it was very quick. Every day in like in, there was a moment in January, I think the back half, where every day something massive was happening. We're turning the news, going, what can't we do today? We thought the bushfires were going to be the defining moment, and it in was defining enough. But but, uh, but now everyone's like. Bushfires? What? Bushfires? Oh, oh bushfires. Yes. Well, it was ma- bushfires were awful, but now COVID's on top of that. Trump did all over and, that. And, and like I said, it sort of feels almost normalish now that we're starting to relax. And I can sit down at a cafe the other day, went out for dinner. You know, it starts to feel a bit normal. I sort of forget that there is this global pandemic I, in full flight still. I feel so fortunate mm. at the moment because I haven't got COVID. We live in a great area. Yep. But I feel so sorry for people who have actually firsthand been through the bushfires 
and also been affected by COVID. It's crazy because the, what lot, is a lot of the area of New South Wales that was affected is tourism area. And, yeah. and even yeah. people within New South Wales can't yeah. travel within New South Wales until June the 1st. The year 2020 is going to be a race from all the history books. <laughs> all that students, you know, young young students, you know, yep. 10 years old, they're going to be looking yep. at history books. Skip it. In 2031, they'll be like, ah, 2018, 2019, 2021. It's too depressing. Just skip it. I know there's a few productions in Australia that are going and yes. a few yes. planning to come back shortly. Everyone wants to get back into it and everything else done now is like, don't know what dates because of COVID, but once it's done, we're heading yeah. back into it. And well, I I've, think got, I've got two short film projects and the play. Hmm. Uh, greenlit, I'm in, ready to go whenever nice. the new normal happens. So Amazing. I have a feeling the play will be the last thing to go. Amazing. I've sort of I've sort of started revisiting the script again because I put it down because let's face it I'm 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 it's it's fast and it's very physical so it's bigger than theatre normally is and a lot is of it is doing yeah yeah so you know I wanted to keep this the the, the line somewhat fresh but not okay. be off book yeah. for rehearsal so that I can really work around what okay. feels good and what should what feels funnier cool. But then I don't want to, with all the extra time I've been gifted, uh, I don't want to end up <laughs> off book. And then I'm revisiting it again, but trying to keep it fresh, not too much. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'll tell you what, it'll be the most, it'll be the play I've spent the most time rehearsing for in that yeah, I don't want to be probably. too polished for the in-room rehearsals. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense because <laughs> like, uh, like as, as we always talk about with Grant as well, like how rehearsals are really important, like you can do as much as you can at home, but yeah. as an actor, you yep. need direction, and yeah. you and that's the rehearsal process is where you figure stuff out. So something that I have to kind of get over and been working on is that I get frustrated when I don't when someone says something and it's a great idea and I didn't think of it for my character, right. which is not the right way to do it because no. rehearsal it's is a, a process, it's a team effort that you needed. That's the director's job. You know your character, let the director direct you. There's no I in team. There is no I. There is no Sam in team either. Just saying. No, but there's an M. His name, like Sam. Oh. Oh, sorry. Edit that bit out. For two unemployed um. actors. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um. <laughs> two unemployed random But yeah, no, honestly. So, so yeah, 100% rehearsal. You'll, you'll, yeah. Uh, yeah, you work on it in rehearsal and if you don't have your lines down, well, it's fine. I mean, and everyone's know? got their own approach. I know some people love to turn up and be off book. That uh, helps though because then you're... You, Go, no, go, go on. On. no, go oh, on. But go others um, <laughs> want to want to be familiar with it, so they're comfortable with it, but not off book, but because they want to, they, they're going to be holding the script because they like to write down the blocking, get familiar with all the blocking stuff. Yeah, well, that's early. And days. in a fast, you got I'm coming in from one door, going into another, saying one line, going into another door, coming back. So there's, it's almost like lots of little skits, and that helps when you're together. On. Because the yeah. issue is, I'm going through a door for the thirtieth time. Mm. Was this the time when I go to door yeah. three, or was it no, the time? When it, yeah, you know what I mean. So it, it, there's so much in the physicality. I want to keep it somewhat fresh so that I can it can all yeah. sort of gel together. Well, that's yeah, that's a similar idea that I had for like the last five years because there's only two of us on stage, so you come through everywhere all the time, and you're like, which time is this and that, and, and it helps when you get on set and, and yeah. the space and all that yeah. stuff. And, but I think but we don't. Have, I'm not, I know indie theatre. I'm not going to have that luxury until no. like they'll be no. the paint will be drying the night of the performance. Yeah. first performance. But to be fair, I <laughs> don't, don't it, touch the door. You grab it and you're off. Oh, um, it happened once when I was doing the odd really? couple. And I've and gone through the paint. door and I'm just about to push it with my shoulder, realizing the paint's still wet. I'll use the door handle, uh, which, to be fair, the character probably would. And uh, <laughs> and then as I was going through one of the Felix's monologues, whatever the painting fell off the wall behind me, Aww. so I just I just yelled at uh, Oscar for being 
Oxford, but his fault. Nice improv. It was um, but um, worth mentioning. I personally, yeah, I personally love um, being off book as soon as I can because right. once I know all my lines like muscle memory, then in rehearsal I can experiment character-wise yeah. and even like line-wise, like change a few and or like the tone or the mm-hmm. inflections. If I'm on book, I feel like I'm not fully You're there. A bit more sort of, yeah. Com- yeah but of course, like early in the process, you can't really help it, can you? Yeah, no. But uh, so I'm looking. Look, I just want it to bloody happen now. I'm so excited about this because anyway. That being <laughs> said, there, w- there was more for John Bell. We we talked for an hour and a half. We being fifty of us and uh, fifty up and coming actors and John. Um, Look, there were some interesting things about how he learnt, you know, along uh, learnt, I mean, was was part of the Royal Shakespeare mm. Company in America, in America, in London, <laughs> with the likes of Helen Mirren and, and all that. Back in the day, back in the day, he learnt a lot treading the boards rather than in, a sc- in the school environment, mm. studying, acting. The combination of discipline and technique with the emotional response and truthfulness, so you're not over the top. Okay. That... And coming up and understanding the text very well, like each word is particularly in Shakespeare. That was really interesting because for those of us who haven't spent a lot of time uh, <laughs> studying, you know, a thousand different ways to act, mm. um, to, to, to be able to get some insight from someone who's quite successfully with, with you know, their life experience, mm. uh, being able to, to perform to acclaim you know, some of the most yeah. difficult plays, some, yeah. some Shakespeare. Very cool. And 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 being able to to learn from amazing people. I think that was I think that was really interesting. I look, I had the opportunity to ask a question and I think I kind of accidentally maybe pissed him off a bit. Oh no, go on. Of course. My question wouldn't expect oh. anything less from Max. And it was a because they sort of said, Oh, I opened a question, just pop it in the chat if you want to crowd like oh, I've got a question. God. I know why it's a bit you, early. Why are you just, sold? Just parking just parking my question there. Mm. Okay, well, I open for questions. Look the, the the way the scene feels at the moment, up and coming actors, is that there's a large gap between independent theatre and the large companies like City Theatre Company and Bell Shakespeare, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to make sure I'm not picking on Bell Shakespeare. Uh, for example, <laughs> to John Bell, <laughs> for example, uh, and it can seem like it's almost an insurmountable gap to most up and coming actors. Is that your perception from your experience and your perspective uh, that that gap exists? And if so, what advice would you give up and coming actors to help bridge that gap? That's a fair enough question. If he got pissed off, he's probably just... Is there a gap? You, do you think there's a gap? But the guy, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, from both can he sides. Can you? He can hear yeah, you? I asked, yeah, I was talking to him. And see me. Uh, and, he's, and I said, well, uh, you know, from <laughs> from both sides, like, like even from the other side where, you know, do we take a risk on someone who's done short run indie to this... Demanding role that's eight shows a week, probably like it's a quite. A, it seems like a big leap, and he kind of went, "Well, you know, I don't think there's that gap. At least there shouldn't be that gap." He hasn't look. He hasn't been involved in Bell Shakespeare for the last couple of years, mm. um, and let's be real. When he was up and coming, it was just after they were doing uh, radio plays, mm, okay. and he started theatre in that in that era, and and quite a long time ago. Uh, look, at the end of the day, he's right. There shouldn't be a gap. Mm. And it should be this egalitarian world. Everything's all the same. Everyone's got the same opportunities. So talent just rises to the surface. He said that, um, you know, they have, they should have, at least when he was with Bell Shakespeare a couple of years ago, a a general casting a year 
where mm. you can throw your hat in the ring and maybe get in the room and maybe make an impression and maybe get cast that way. <laughs> yeah, a lot of maybes. The usual amount of maybes as mm. actors get. <coughs> and, uh, or, <laughs> and, to, and the directors of these plays should be like talent scouts out looking at indie theatre and spotting uh, up-and-coming talent. Yeah, right. So I think it's the right question because there is a gap. And reinforced by the person who asked the next question, you know, to build on Max's point, blah, blah, blah. And I've asked a couple of people from different sides of the industry, whether it's the people who grant funding, the people who run theatre companies, and yes, there is this gap. And I think I go back to what Mark Morrissey said in a Q&A a a little while ago, Mm. work can beget more work. Like if you have in your showreel, for example, lots of scenes from – Films, whether they be short films, student films, whatever, lots of scenes of you working on set successfully, nailing a character in this moment. Great, you're more you're more bankable, you're more reliable. It's easier to see you slide into that film set mm, mm. versus someone who's got only monologues, so they're only acting yeah, for you the want camera variety. Okay. as a self tape. Yeah. Okay. So you want variety. So yeah. you've got to have that well variety, absolutely. But certainly, the more that can relate to you working. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to theatre, well, I guess you know you've got to build up those credits. You got to you got to go out there and a yes, invite um, casting directors, casting agents, and the like, industry types that can help you get ahead to your performances. Yeah, and and absolutely be on point and nail your performances, and then get another performance after that, and keep committing yourself to the theatre if that's your goal. Yeah, um, yeah, to get there because if you turn up. And say it's an audition for Bell Shakespeare and you've had two Shakespeare productions mm. uh, and you've got two other productions and, well, okay, if you can nail this part and they can see you yeah. on stage with them, you've probably got more of a leg up than someone who has done a lot of TVCs, yeah. for example. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. So I think that's kind of where it's netting out for me as to how to bridge that gap. Okay. But it's just interesting, you know, Guy's just amazing in his experiences yeah. and what he's achieved over the decades. The decades. I mean, to last five minutes in this world, but decades. I think you know it's been a long time since he was up and coming, and yet we ideally we want everything to be a level playing field. But yeah. as we know, exactly. whether it's musicals, television auditions, or you know yeah. TV, say it's not. How did you go with your? Uh, casting networks library self tape thingamajig yeah self tape library is probably a better way of good question doing that. well I mean because that's <laughs> what it's called uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember because we, we we sort of it came out almost the day we were doing the podcast two weeks yeah, ago no no it did and, yeah. and and we were kind of almost all over it but not really like we knew enough to go we've got to do it but not. Yeah. I um I look I looked into it and sure enough you know I thought oh you know I'm pressed for time maybe I can pluck something and, and submit that. But no, I... You I, didn't do it. I, I, I did it, I did it. Oh, but what, okay. I, what I did was I, I picked something that was familiar to me that wouldn't require as much commitment because I've been doing lots of voiceovers and stuff. Like Yeah, okay. But I know enough to know I really want this to sit on a database of the Casting Guild 100%. of Australia where yeah, all the casting yeah, yeah, directors yeah. are a member of to be decent yeah. and I can't miss that chance. It's like I've got all these paid stuff for voiceovers but I want to invest my yeah. time and block yeah. my time to invest in future opportunities. At least that's what I was telling myself. Nonetheless, I picked a monologue, mm. a favourite of mine. It got me the part in lipstick uh, from The Odd Couple because I'd lived with that script for so long and I love the script. Oh, I got oh, it. Did you see that? 
Yeah, I've got, I've got light box. Catch. For those of you listening the, in the podcast, the light box just got Freddy. moved to the floor thanks to Frederick's ass. He's a sausage dog, so he, to, he, to he, be, he doesn't be, know where it is. To be fair, it's yeah, he doesn't know where his ass is. It's just so far behind. Yeah. yeah, but um, anyway, well, ca- well, well caught, Mac. Max. Oh my god, I can't talk today. What's going on? That's not great for podcasts. No, it's not really. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I, I picked a scene that I was rather familiar with, and mm. I had I had a lot of like I had half a day, and I was just going for it in different, really going far out in different directions. Mm. And then I sort of brought it back a bit, and then did one that I thought was okay. I thought it was great, mm-hmm. and then I went a bit more. What monologue from lipstick? You from, said from uh, no from for the, the odd you couple. Did for lipstick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did sorry, that yeah, yeah. in the audition for the, for yes. lipstick, and, okay. and it got me the part. So I'm happy with that. So yeah, so and it's really to me, and I really love that character. I mm. love the script, so it made it easier coming back to something that was familiar. And I thought I nailed it, and then I thought, oh, you know what? I'll do one more. I'll just push a bit more. And I thought I was going from, you know, conservative business person to used car salesman, such a leap. Yeah, and it'd be totally <laughs> oh, fine. No. Over the top. But it was, it looked, it was good. So I kept it. That was the one I submitted. Oh, very cool. So I was really happy with that. I and I did do all their. Yours well, was last there, right? In the age group. No, was there's it? an older age group than me. Thank you very much. The oh. fifty to fifty nine group. I apologise. <laughs> Which I think they can still submit this week. But uh, mine was last week and yes. it was submitted, the <clears throat> 40 to 49 age group, which is fine. It's fine. And uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, look, I was really happy with, with, with what I did. I didn't have to edit too much. Like, I, I'm still getting over how old you are. You've got to hold up the, <laughs> the piece of paper with the details, yeah. age, agent so, and yeah. casting guild, Australia, yeah. project for self-tape, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I went straight into it, Very no nice. more, except when I put it on the edit, I was, ba- you know, it's back the front, so I had to flip, and then I put aside my intro, uh-huh. and then just dropped in my favourite take, and edited it nice and tight. Lovely, and yeah. No- within three minutes, and within a hundred meg, yeah. I think I made mine from one hundred and eighty down to. 47 megs. So nice. Well, Je- Jess, and I, Jess and I did a scene. So we did a scene together and we both gave in, the same, in tape? the same tape. Okay. Um, but it was good. So we Does did one have the camera more on you or something and one no, had the, the camera same, more on her? No, it's the exact same take. And, and, but I we, just picture like a three camera setup for this. Yeah. No, we did it with, we did it with Grant and it was more of a oh, good. comedy scene and a couple scene. So okay. it worked really well. Um, and, it, and it's, yeah, hopefully. That's good because you're good. both a couple and you both have a sense of humor. So come on. Like, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically yeah. like you two just having a coffee. It one was day. a very cute one. It's about. It's kind of about. Uh, what was it about? It was about uh, how so we're having a kid, and I'm a nervous dad. She's a confident mum in a ba- very basic sense, yep. and I'm worrying about singing the song "Ring Around the Rosie" to you know, our. Like, can you ring ring around the? We both can't talk today. Ring around the Rosie, something like that. Is that it? Anyway, we were talking. I'm worried about what that song means and why we sing it to our child. So I'm like, what it all means? Oh, that's cool. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Which cult and came they up all with that song? and they all fall down, dead, <laughs> uh, dead. You know all that stuff. So it's quite good. And Grant suggested to do something like that because a lot of them will be very dramatic, yeah. kind of serious. Yeah, that's why I so, went comedy. I think he's right. Yeah. Um. So that's good, and I hope we get some yes. isn't it out of that? Yes. Whatever happens. Yeah. Um, some views or some casting yeah. directors going, aren't they amazing? And Jess and I also went for another for a commercial with McGregor casting. Oh, good. Um, they wanted real couples and real families and real whatever. Right. So, not oh, too so many, you can not be attractive. within that one point five meter. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Fred and, and I don't count. As a, as a no, no, no. Couple. Of course not. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> In some countries, no, you both. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> you both sit and watch and drink wine together. And two bachelors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He tries to drink my wine. Anyway, Crazy. give him his friend. own glass. 
Back to you. Um, and it's Mick Gregor casting, so they may recognise us from the actor. Oh yeah, because Kirsty. Yes, because Kirsty was the yeah one of the so, judges. So that could be cool. Um, so that's interesting. And yeah, we've just been. I guess there's been heaps of something came up today, like an untitled Stan TV mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. on Backstage. Yep. So I applied for that supporting role because a lot of the lead males are Latino or, or Asian or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't fit any of those. Not really. But I'm an actor, you know, I can do yeah. whatever you want. But Not even in the background with makeup, you still wouldn't know. <laughs> um, it's all about authenticity, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So so there's been a couple of auditions here and there and that's good. It's good to see. It's positive, isn't it? I've yeah. seen that too. I've seen a bit yeah. more sort of start to pick up. Exactly. And there's that always that caveat of... We're not sure when to film, but mm-hmm. we will be filming once we cast at some stage. And I've started my own design page on Instagram called Folden underscore design. It's called Folden Design. Folded with Folden. Yeah. I don't know why. That's that pretty good, actually. Sense, but, uh, yeah. To change it to that. But I started this Folden Design, so I, I've been doing these designs and I want to sell So I'm selling them as well. So I'll print them and post well them. So that's a good way to earn some extra money. If yeah, people you've got to have your survival job. It. And it's still creative. It's still creative. Well done. It's not really a survival job because I won't be earning passion that job. much. But it'll be yeah, passion job, hundred percent passion job. Um, passion <laughs> job. You know the movie Snowpiercer? Yes, the, the series. Film. No, it's coming. The series, but you know, the, have you seen the film? I, I I tried. I made it to the end, but I think I fast forwarded. It's a, a bit. bit slow and it's a bit odd. Um, it is by mm. um Bong Joon Ho who did Parasite. Parasite. Um, how did you know? I didn't like Snowpiercer. No. I'm just putting it's, it out there it's, right now. It was a bit weird and a bit I slow. Didn't like it. Um, I think it's a it's a yeah needle. Just it's a premise. niche taste. Like I get I get. There's different classes, and you put them all together, and and this huge yeah. dramatic you know under pressure, and see how normal people mm-hmm. act extraordinarily, etc. But the whole premise of the train just going around and I know, actually I thought it was quite mm. interesting in the sense that what if the, who you repairs can't the use tracks? It. Well, yeah. What I if know. a deer fell on the track? It's a fantasy. Okay. All right. But I struggle <laughs> with fantasy. I like the idea that that it's you can't have a plane because it would freeze because the world is frozen. Blah blah blah. Train continually moves, hence it won't freeze to the tracks uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The eternal engine. Don't get that. But eternal okay. engine. But what about the what about the bearings and the wheels <laughs> that are eternally? But the series came out yesterday. There's a new, there's a series yes, I about saw it, that. and I do want to start that. See if it's good. Mm. See if it's. I know that uh, it's a similar idea. I think by watching the trailer, it's set 10 years before the film is. Okay. So Chris Evans hasn't been born yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> and well, There's a 10-year-old Chris Evans on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, he's totally a bit. No, yeah, that doesn't actually make any sense. Oh. That, it's yeah, no, maybe, maybe it's a prequel of a No, prequel. because it's seven. So what, So the TV show says it's, it's all seven in the future, years but seven it's years after the world froze. Uh, and the film says 17 years after the, uh, the world it. froze. And they talk about a past rebellion that had happened. So I'm assuming oh, the so TV series the is about the bit. first rebellion. Yeah. So I probably, I probably believe, I lo- believe uh, it is fantasy. I probably yeah. like the more about how society breaks down rather than yeah. this, the, 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 one look at society on the train. Yeah. Or different societies, different levels yeah. of society. I don't know. I mean, I kind of got it's, what it was, but I just didn't. It's, it's weird. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a, a niche. It's a niche. Yeah. It's funny for the, for the mm. intellectual, but. Oh, <laughs> my poor brain cells just bounce around going, where's the explosions? No, 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 that's not oh, it at all. No. I, I look, it just, yeah, it was a bit long. I don't know if I'd give it a go, a long but one. please, for all of us, have a look at the series and let me know what you think. Because. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It might just get me to watch the series. One thing that. You should 100% watch Defending Jacob. I've spoken about it on the show. 
Defending Jacob. It's a mini series right. on Apple TV Plus. I don't know. Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I don't know. Or minus. I don't know. Whatever. No Apple TV. It's a mini series. Only has eight episodes. We've got one more to watch. It comes out this week. Okay. It's defending. Jess Jacob. and I were talking about I'll it. Check. I've got so many bloody yeah. Uh, write it down. Apps, you know, for viewing things. Exactly. I'll I'll have a look and see. If Jess I'm and I were talking about it. It is one of, if not the best, TV show we've ever seen. Wow. You are on the edge of your seat. But then again, you did recommend Hollywood, and. I didn't say it was the best thing I've ever I seen. I couldn't. I, I got through one and a half episodes. I did not say I it was the best thing I've ever seen. Samara Weaving's in that. Not the intellectual. Anyway. The intellectual. So. But, um, <laughs> I did not say it was the best, but Defending Jacob is, is you're on the edge of your seat. It's that sort of style and you're kind of like, I, I don't know, do you like okay. crime kind of I do, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that sort of stuff. Um, okay. It's very good. Okay. It's very good. I will I will see if that's on Stan, Netflix, Amazon yeah. Prime. If you hate it, then we ones, obviously Foxtel, just don't. Any, <laughs> I'll check all of my apps. Check all of them. <laughs> one thing I was watching on Netflix that dropped recently. Yes. Inhuman Resources. Haven't heard of it. It's re- it's a French television series. <laughs> oh, I've got a couple episodes okay. to go, but effect- essentially, in a nutshell, uh, a guy's been unemployed. He's been you know, a, a career... <laughs> Um, what? You said unemployed. It just He's triggers. Guy, yeah. It <laughs> triggers. I can't hear that word anymore. Go on. Well, he, he was in, um, he was an HR director and yes. 40 years committed to work life for that. And then finds himself unemployed for a period of six years. Each year, more and more pressure. The wife's got a job. He's got menial sort of couple of night jobs, but he tells her he's out playing cards with the guys. Like he's, he's really proud um, and wants desperately to get back, but finds that that ageism thing happening of, well, you're too old, I want young people to come in. Oh, and no, yeah, So yeah. there's whole all of that going on, that judgment of society. But um, six years looking for a job, an opening comes and he starts to get more and more committed to making it work, doing all these interesting things to find out about people he's competing with okay. and is that legit or not or is it justified because mm-hmm. of his situation or not. Like it's all, it's all this interesting... Um, Interesting premise for him to suddenly do something completely extraordinary all of a sudden that captures everyone's attention and instantly loses him any opportunity to get the job. Mm -hmm. But that's only like episode three. Oh. It is worth a look. Absolutely. Is it dubbed? Interesting. Well, I mean, it's on Netflix. You can watch. I mean, I prefer the subtitles because you get so much from the actors. Yeah, the the, Uh, the dubs. I tried to do the dub some. No. But uh, but look, Inhuman Resources it dropped just okay. recently on Netflix. I really like it. That's my that's okay. my choice. Right. And I'll look for Defending Jacob. It's my commitment to you. Have a look. Thank you. You've been listening to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. And we will be back next week with another exciting episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yay. See ya. Bye. Two unemployed actors.